Hi, my name is Sankot Mohanty, and I'll be discussing in the second part of segment two. Hi, my name is Jack Darling, and I'll be discussing the first part of segment two. Hi, I'm Ian Campbell, and I will be discussing segment one. This is sixth period English three, and the airing date of our podcast is November 6th, 2019. Today's topic, an epidemic crisis strikes teen vaping-related illnesses hitting millions hard. Background information. In present day U.S., there's a lot of controversy and opinions about the topic of vaping, especially between researchers and doctors. Some scholars believe that there is content inside the vapes that are harming people. Others may believe that there's not good enough proof to back up the claim that there is an effect and also maybe that there aren't enough regulations for vaping. In this podcast, us students will civilly discuss and present our claims, perspectives and reasoning about the idea of the health effects of teen vaping and also include evidence. This is segment one on our first claim, the amount of teens vaping amongst our country is rising. Every day, more and more teens are vaping. In fact, researchers have found that in 2017, 8.6% of teens surveyed admitted to vaping. And in 2018, 14.6% of teens surveyed admitted to it. Vaping has become an issue on the rise and it's getting easier for people to get their hands on vapor products. For example, the legal vaping age is 18 years old. And guess who's also 18? That's right, some people in high school. If someone is 18 in high school, not only can they buy the vapor products for themselves, but they can even distribute vapes to their friends. Dr. Malati Prasadi, a pulmonologist, said, it's spreading like a wildfire. Advertisements for vapor products make it look like it really isn't as bad as it is. In some commercials, for example, they use puppets to advertise, and even have some celebrities such as Jenny McCarthy and Courtney Love have appeared on TV. All in all, there seems to be no slowing down of this vaping epidemic for teens. Hardly anyone is doing a lot to stop it, and if it keeps going, things can and will become so out of control that there will be no coming back from what happens next. This is segment two. Our second claim is that the chemicals in vapes are causing people to fall ill. The nationwide investigation into what has been causing these people to fall ill has found no particular vaping devices or products linked to all cases and is looking into possible contamination or counterfeit, as many of the victims reported buying marijuana off the street and not from a store. Some victims have said they only vaped nicotine products according to authorities though doctors also say patients may be hesitant to admit using marijuana. Investigators recently found the same vitamin E acetate in marijuana products vaped by multiple people sickened around the U.S. This chemical was present in almost all the cannabis samples from victims identified in New York, according to the state's health department. Officials said 
that they don't currently have enough information to pin the illness on this chemical and are suggesting for people to stop using vape products until they could find the exact cause of these nationwide vaping related illnesses. As Liana Aries, the CDC Acting Deputy Director for Non-Infectious Diseases puts it, the focus of our investigation is narrowing and that is great news, but we are still faced with complex questions in this outbreak that will take time to answer. A continuation of segment two and Jack's claim that the chemicals in the vapes are making people fall ill. Some environmentalists claim that there is a microbial contamination in the component breakdown of vapes. And they can back up that claim because these researchers did a project testing 10 vapes from different companies like Juul, Sorin, Smoke, and etc. And these experts were looking for two specific toxins. One, endotoxin, which is released by eukaryotic cells when the cell disintegrates. And another toxin, glucan, which is a polysaccharide and is more common inside traditional tobacco cigarettes and does not work well with human organ systems. However, according to statistical data by Terry Gordon, a researcher from the University of John Hopkins School of Biotechnology states that the toxin frequency in the aerosols of e-cigarettes is approximately 40% less than that of actual cigarettes, but can vary based on the brand of said e-cigarettes. What's more interesting is the fact that farmers are exposed to these toxins in a lot of agricultural products and they get sick relatively the same way that some e-cigarette users do. So this adds credibility to the idea that toxins can possibly harm someone through e-cigarettes. To really understand what these what these toxins inside the vapes are capable of, they have to be assessed periodically over time and only then researchers will have reliable statistical data and after that the government can put more regulations for e-cigarette usage. For your claim is that we are a record of team vaping. The young people are making a vaping record and ask help the USA Food and Drugs Administration consider regulation that reduce the size visibility ability for a cigarette advertisement and products in stores and some doctors are saying that we can help people to quite smoking but I think that is false because an electronic cigarette is the same as normal cigarette. The only thing that changes is that the electronic cigarette has many flavors. In conclusion, teen vaping is an issue that needs to be dealt with. We don't know what the future effects of vaping will be, and from what's already been happening, it's not looking good. 
We need to get teens to stop putting their future at risk by vaping. The amount of teens that are vaping is increasing exponentially along with the number of people falling sick from them. Getting those numbers to decrease should be one of our top priorities.